welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, folks. Welcome to episode 100. Uh, this one's probably going to be shorter than most of my episodes. Uh, but I wanted to uh, to do a little celebration of reaching the century mark. Uh, so I'm going to give you some of my thoughts. We've got a few messages from some of your favorite guests. And uh, a few highlights will play along the way. So... Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for listening. Uh, 100 episodes was honestly kind of a goal of mine when I started this thing. I am still going. I've already recorded episode 101, so you can't stop this train. Um, it's been an incredible journey of growth personally and as a podcaster. Um Really, I started this thing before I, well, I don't remember if I started it right before or after I did my first open mic. Um, I definitely had not done any acting, uh, you know, and, and look, I'm recording this episode. I finished, I wrapped on my first feature film uh in a leading role uh i i wrapped on that uh less than a week ago you know it's it's been quite a ride uh and i'm glad and so grateful for those of you who have taken that ride with me uh so here we are episode 100 i'm gonna throw you into the wayback machine here i'm gonna start things off with a message from Comedian Jeremy Nunez, he was on episode 14, and if you go on the IMDb page for the Jeff McAlino podcast, the podcast episode that shows as the top rated is that episode with Jeremy Nunez from way back in season one. Uh, Jeremy was a tremendous guest, hilarious comedian. You can catch his special. I've also got a copy of his book that was very enjoyable, You Can't Write City Hall. Links to both of those things are in the show notes. Let's throw it over to Jeremy for a quick message. Hey, it's your old buddy, comedian Jeremy Nunes, author of the Amazon best-selling humor book, You Can't Write, City Hall. I am so excited for you. What an accomplishment. And all I can do is just say congratulations. You're one of the first people that helped me promote my book, You Can't Write City Hall, and helped me promote my Amazon Prime special. And uh, people watched it. People bought the book. And I am forever grateful. I've listened to every podcast since. And and I consider you a dear, dear friend. So from the bottom of my heart, from Jeremy Nunes to you, Jim Macaroni, I am eternally grateful. And for all of the listeners, I want you to understand, uh, Jim is a huge fan of sports in the Southeast, so please root along with him for his favorite teams, the Miami Dolphins and the Miami Marlins. And again, from your dear friend, Jeremy Nunez, I thank you for helping me so much. Congratulations, Jim. <laughs> thank you, Jeremy, for the uh, sending me that lovely message. Um, again, you can check out his stuff in the links below, uh, Jeremy, very funny comedian. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys who, uh, one of the many, frankly, who I've met through podcasting. I've never actually met him in person, uh, but I've, you know, virtually met him. Uh, I remember, uh, he gave me a shout out when he was on Adam Kokesh's podcast uh, as well, uh, talking about, you know, some political stuff. Uh, so, you know, just one of those guys who I, I, the interview was definitely more than a year ago, probably a year and a half ago. Uh, but we still occasionally uh, exchange emails and uh, messages and whatnot. And uh, just one of the many, many awesome people who uh, I have had the privilege of linking up with through podcasting. That's really one thing I've learned is it's really a nice community. And, uh, 
you know, you get to meet some really cool people. And uh, I've mentioned before, uh, you know, one of my prior guests um, uh, from episode 70 was uh, actor Ray Buffer, who's been in a bunch of things. Um, I was just watching uh, The Neighborhood with Cedric the Entertainer, and I look up on the screen. I'm like, hey, that's that's Ray on on the screen playing some sort of goon gangster character. Um, but, but when I first, uh, emailed Rod Grant, uh, the director of Women Want Everything, the feature film that I am in, uh, that should be coming out next year. But when I first emailed him or he emailed me back, whatever it was about submitting a video audition, I emailed Ray Buffer and said, Hey man, can you help me out? I don't know what I'm doing here. And he sent me a long email, giving me some direction. I think he sent me a couple links to things that I could reference. Um, you know, it, it's it's nice to make connections with people who genuinely are good people and uh, will want to uh, help you out. And uh, obviously, I want to help my guests out as well in any way that I can. Speaking of guests, let's. I, I want to run through some highlights. Uh, Jeremy obviously was a highlight podcast. He's one of uh, currently 17 episodes on IMDb that have perfect 10 star ratings. Um, but seriously, going through the list, like there's, let's see here, uh, 64 of them have a rating of nine or above. And that's with, you know, it looks like nine or 10 that don't have enough votes yet to qualify for a public rating, public rating. So <laughs> there's a lot of uh, highly rated and well-liked episodes, apparently, by the public. Uh, the ones that are not the most well-loved are my solo episodes, uh, mainly because those are the ones I made sure to go through and give, you know, lower ratings on. <laughs> when I, when I talk to somebody, you know, here I am at episode 100, but even as of a few weeks ago, you know, some people who discover I have a podcast say, well, I'll, I'm going to go back and listen from the beginning. And I tell them, no, don't do that. Listen to the most recent ones and then read the description. See if it seems like something you'll like. But if they insist, I say, well, don't start at episode one. Start at episode three. First two episodes I did were solo episodes. Uh, the third episode was the first time I had a guest on with me, Frank King. And uh, I want to play a couple clips from that episode, the first time I have a guest on, we talked about he's a comedy, but he's also he goes he's the mental health comedian. He talks a lot about uh, suicide prevention uh, as someone who's struggled uh, and almost committed suicide himself. So we talked about funny stuff and we talked about serious stuff. He was a great first guest. This goes all the way back to episode three. Just going to play you a couple of clips from that episode blew out on the on the highway i was barely able to to get it off to the side of the road and you know it's i'm at the shop they say the engine shot this car you know you're done and i've told some people and then you start getting 50 people because then i had to have someone from work come pick me up so i could you know go to work that day and everyone in the office is telling me you should do this you should do that and i'm literally thinking well i, I could get a new engine to put in the car i could buy a new one or I could kill myself. That's a decent option. And and I wasn't suicidal in the moment, but that is always big or small how my brain has actually functioned. And I never thought, and again, I know you've heard this from so many people, I've never thought another human being could possibly think that way. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's, um, that is one of the most rewarding things. Every time I've spoken since 2014 or trained, there's been one person in the audience who has chronic suicidal ideation and they don't know it has a name and they think they're just some kind of freak completely alone. And I mean, I had a young woman come up here at college. She goes, thanks for your keynote. I said, you're welcome. She goes, but I got to tell you, it made me weep. I didn't make you weep. She goes, well, you know, your story about the car, you know, get it fixed by a new and just kill yourself. She goes, I've had those thoughts all my life. I thought it was just me. I'm some kind of freak all alone. When I heard you say that out loud, I realized for the first time in my life, I am not alone. And I wept. Yeah, now that is my why. That's my purpose and my passion. So, I mean, and sometimes it's more than one person in the audience. Um, and it, yeah, so that's that. I feel sort of like George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. Because, <laughs> you know, 
because I've been shown how, what these people's lives might be like, like your life might be like if I wasn't there to go, hey, Jeff, it's a thing. Um, you're yeah. not by yourself. Because if I kill myself, now I can't kill myself because if I did, people like you, I'd take you with me because you never had a chance to hear me say that and assure you you're not alone. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it. It's, it's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So still to this day, I tell people to go watch that Frank King uh, TED Talks, TEDx Talks uh, that you can find on YouTube and also listen to the podcast I did with him. It is one of my favorites um, and a soft spot because he is my very first guest on the Jeff Macalino podcast. Um there's one episode uh, with a gentleman. I'm going to play a message I got from him here in a minute. Uh, it's the episode that uh, I always say is my mother's favorite episode. She absolutely loved the episode I did with Jonathan McLernan. Uh, I did too. This dude is top notch. He's another guy who, you know, uh, have communicated with. Um, he's also got a 10 star rating on his IMDb episode. Uh, but he's another guy who. Uh, I, I continue to communicate with. I actually went on his podcast as well after he was on my podcast, which was uh, episode 38 when he was on my podcast. And I went on his podcast. I'll put a link to his podcast uh, between the before and after. Um, I had a, you know, I had a great time talking with him. Uh, very serious conversation about my own mental health struggles and uh was uh was nice to take a break from you know most of the time when i have guested on other people's podcasts i i go pretty hard in the paint with the uh drinking and uh sometimes playing up a florida man aspect uh to myself or my character uh but this was nice. You know, I was sober. I was serious. I was heartfelt. Um, I still think, you know, there were some light moments in it, but it was uh, rewarding to me to get a chance to talk to such an awesome guy about really serious topics. So uh, let's hear from my buddy, Jonathan McLernan. All right, Jeff. A hundred episodes, man. That is an accomplishment in the podcasting space. I am so glad that you are in this space. The world needs more of you, your humor, your rawness, your authenticity. You are adding to the world and making it a better place by you being in this space. So I'm so proud of you for hitting a hundred episodes. I was I, I loved being on your show and I loved having you on my show between the before and after. And yes, this is my shameless plug. Come listen to my amazing show between the before and after and do listen to the episode with Jeff. I tell you what, that was one of my favorite episodes as well. I was so grateful that Jeff was willing to open up and be vulnerable. Um, man, I'm excited because I think I might do something like this for my 100th episode as well. So Jeff, thank you for everything you do. I'm so glad that our paths crossed and I can't wait to see what lies ahead for you. Thank you so much, Coach John. Uh, one, of the, one of the nicest, kindest people I have encountered along the way. And uh, again, I, I still joke with him and tell him it's, uh, his episode with with me is uh, my mother's favorite episode of this podcast. Now I'm not sure whether she's gotten to the episode with her uh, her other son and uh, daughter in law in it. So maybe he might get into second place if she's listened to the silly couple and me. Uh, I want to keep touching on some highlights here. Uh, one podcast I did super long podcast, uh, that wasn't planned to be, but just I, like so many of them, you just get the giggles and, uh, in a good way, you just, you're, you're hitting it off. You're, you're both riffing, you're having a fun time. Uh, when I had Mike Valdez on the podcast, one of my favorites, I'm going to play a clip uh with him here in a minute um he's one of many where you just kind of get on a roll and before you know it you're like oh my god i've been we've been talking for two hours um and it happens all the time i i try to be conscious conscientious of uh the clock but look even the last episode episode 99 with chris devon and me um 
I'm lucky I remembered to look at the clock. I thought we were on for 30 minutes, and I think we we recorded for at least an hour and a half. So, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And uh, that's the other thing that's been so much fun for me is how much fun I have doing this podcast. It is a great time. And I, you know, frankly, I could go through every single episode, and I don't think there's one I would say I did not have a great time recording. Uh, there were a couple, I'll talk about some of the lowlights, but that's not an insult to the guests or even the episode. Um, there's a couple lowlights out there. Um, but that's, you know, that's something that maybe was going on with me personally. Um, but recording the podcast episodes are so much fun. Frankly, I am so grateful that I've actually you know, I actually have an audience now. Um, you know, it's that that's extra rewarding, basically knowing that people actually listen uh, to these episodes. Um, you know, that's that's rewarding in itself. But I think I'd do it even if people didn't listen. I mean, I probably would have a harder time getting guests to come on. <laughs> but uh, it is it is uh, so much fun to record these episodes. I'm going to shout out my uh, biggest markets here. But first, let me uh, play a clip from me and Mike Valdez talking about uh, cereal and more. General Mills is my is my unnamed uh, whiskey brand because I don't want to say the name. Um, General Mills is my unnamed whiskey brand. Or like if they if they start sponsoring me, your boy is going to be so happy about that. Right. Even, <laughs> like, even if it's not financially, that's great. It's just the just. just the, no, yeah. I don't, I'm not. And here's the thing, Jeff. I'm not even asking for money. I just want free cereal. I, there, I would take free whiskey. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I just want free cereal. That's it. <laughs> I was I was looking I, I had to look up my favorite cereal that got discontinued to see if it was General Mills, but it was Quaker. Okay. What is it? The lamest cereal for a kid to say <laughs> I don't even know if you'll know this. It's uh corn bran. Corn bran? What the heck is Crun- that? crunchy corn bran. Oh my god. <laughs> it was by Quaker. It was like little squares. And they were super crunchy, even when you got milk on them. Yeah. And uh, that was my favorite. And they discontinued. I don't know when they discontinued it. Um, so strange. But I have, well, yeah, I, I've gone listen, up and down man, supermarkets. We've, and <laughs> we've opened, we've opened up the gates. So now I'm actually interested. What, what are your like go to cereals? I haven't had cereal in quite a while. Yeah. Um, well, because their corn brand's gone. Because if corn bran was back, yeah, this this goes back to what we were talking about before I was recording. I think is, uh, I think the last cereal I ate was like the Publix brand high fiber uh, uh, knockoff cereal. Dude, you are a hundred years old. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that is the oldest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like where you're like, I didn't. Not, not only did I get the brand cereal i got the grocery store brand version yeah it had like 14 grams of fiber (laughs) oh my god hi i'm bella macalino i introduced the vastly underused urban dictionary segment on my dad's podcast just hoping he's smart enough to do more of these in the next hundred episodes and here's one of his favorite urban dictionary segments that he recorded in episode 48 with Flow Bo Blinds. Enjoy. All right. Thank you, Bella. So Flobo is joining me for today's Urban Dictionary segment. Ooh. And this one was a, uh, a listener suggestion that I already regret. Oh, I love it. The, the word is testicular resignation. Okay. Now, now, initially, my thought was like vasectomy, but uh, right. I, already, I already glanced down a little bit. That's not it. <laughs> I'm thinking blue balls. It's kind of like, I, I just can't. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I give up. I give up. I tap out. Whiskey dick, kind of. Yeah. So, uh, testicular resignation is when you write, I quit 
on your nutsack in magic marker and show them to your boss when you quit. Oh, wow. When, oh, there is another definition. When the testicles resign because they get fed up from living next to a dick and an asshole. Wow. Those are two different things. Those are two very... Uh, you could testicular resign twice in the same day. <laughs> I, uh... I've, I've quit a couple jobs. I've never hung my testicles out. <laughs> Flobo? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I feel like if I hung them out, they'd be giving me a promotion. No, I'm kidding. I have no <laughs> idea why anyone, why anyone would do that on the way out. Yo, I'm out. By the way, zip. <laughs> I mean, actually, it kind of would have been satisfying one time. I had this real bitch boss. Kind of yeah. would have been great to, to but... You know, except for it's probably like sexual assault. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You hold the shaft and like jiggle your balls, or you just like drop trowel and go look at everything? What counts? The mechanics are not specified on an urban dictionary. So, so I'm going to call on whoever, right? I don't know how urban dictionary works. I think it's like Wikipedia. You just, I'm going right. to call on someone to specify the mechanics of how you drop the balls. Cause yeah, that, that plays a part too. I mean, I could see oh, just yeah. having like a bottom cut out of your pants for this specific purpose, and just you getting you know. my quitting pants. Is that what? <laughs> is that what? It is? My quitting pants with my balls ready to drop. <laughs> At that time, yeah. I've many times threatened to drop. I, I I used to work in insurance, and I hung out at uh, personal injury attor attorney's office, and then you know you clash, and I'm like, I don't make me put my balls on your keyboard. Oh, yeah. See, that makes sense. I mean, right. obviously, like teabagging, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of, don't make me drop my balls to quit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the balls, like, he says he's going to quit, but I didn't believe him, but then he's showing me his nuts, and I had to believe him after that. Like, I don't... Yeah. That, that I quit about. magic marker. That fucker was yeah. serious. <laughs> yeah, double down, man. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Well, I hate you, listener. You know who you are. <laughs> but, but that is your dictionary segment. For today, testicular resignation. I feel smarter. Thank you so much, listener. So do I. Oh, Urban Dictionary. Gonna play, gonna do more of those. That was a pretty fun segment that uh, a lot of people liked. And gonna do more with guests. Flobo is the only guest that I actually did an Urban Dictionary segment with. So especially when I have a comedian with me. Actually, that's not true. I think I did an Urban Dictionary with Joseph and uh, Victoria, uh, the silly couple, uh, as well, when I recorded that episode in person. So we're going to get more of those. And if you have any of those you want to send to me, send them on over. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever. Uh, you send a carrier pigeon. Though, you know, I don't know how welcome that would be. Um, anywho going to jump to another clip and then uh, also a message from one of the guests in the clip uh before i do that i i teased i was going to read off some of my bigger uh audiences because i appreciate them i'll tell you the fun thing was when i started this i think it was somewhere around 70 percent of my audience for the first probably two months were in uh, st petersburg florida go figure that's where i live so thank you to my friends and family who listened in the beginning uh, <laughs> uh, which, you know, was nice to see some people downloading and listening to the episodes uh, when very few others were. Uh, not surprisingly, or maybe surprisingly, even though it maybe has not been for the past few months, St. Petersburg, Florida is still one of the top markets uh, for the podcast. Jacksonville, Florida uh, has a pretty sizable listening audience there. Uh, in California, uh, a large amount in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't even know this place. Orinda, also decent, and San Jose. Uh, so shout out to uh, all of you folks. Uh, Chicago, Illinois has a uh, that that's been one that's really been blowing up uh, more lately. Honestly, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Sorry about your Falcons. And uh, Marietta, Georgia has a pretty good uh, growth there as well. Got a good audience in Seattle, Washington. 
in Dallas, Texas, uh, the by far the biggest market in uh, Texas for me. Uh, pretty good numbers in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, in New York, New York. Uh, so <laughs> that's just a few. Um, I believe I've now got downloads. I haven't counted, but in all 50 states, I'm fairly certain. Yep, there's Alaska and Hawaii. Those were the two I wasn't sure if I had. So uh, thank you to the United States. And also, look, foreign audience. Uh, I've gotten a surge recently in Tuscany, Italy. Shout out to my uh, my home peoples, my ancestor peoples. Uh, England has a uh, growing audience, as does Catalonia, Spain. Uh Never been to Europe, but uh, shout out to all you folks. Uh, France, Russia, Ireland, Australia, Canada, uh, Ontario, Canada, the biggest market in Canada. I'm just going to read through some of the other countries here. Bangladesh, uh, Costa Rica, Ukraine, Germany, Guam, India, Austria, New Zealand, Brazil, Netherlands, Finland, Romania, Poland, Iran, Switzerland, Mexico, Philippines, Bahamas, Japan, Sweden, Denmark, Kenya, South Africa, and Uzbekistan. Uh, I, you know, I, I've at least heard of all those countries, but shout out to them. So appreciative of everyone who listens to the podcast. Uh, let's hop over to um, a favorite clip of mine. This is one that I, I know I put on YouTube uh, and uh as I did with Flobo's Urban Dictionary. This is one where I kind of riffed a little bit uh, when talking about aliens with Pat Cutler and Don Bromley. Uh, and then we're going to go right into a message from Pat Cutler right afterwards. You know, who says that a- an alien couldn't travel through <coughs> on accident and be like, wait, this is not where, this doesn't look like where I'm no. supposed to be which could cause some anger and, and maybe some violence. That's a, that's a 100% what I think, you know, could occur um, with, with Don's photo and everything um, is, is traveling through another dimension. Um, and, and these things go so fast. Like this thing was moving so fast. That I think that's part of it. It moves so fast that the energy and the speed and everything blew up the camera at the photo. It flew up the hill. Another theory is that... Um, this is kind of a weird theory that people had is that um, these aliens were visiting the kids or whatever. And then um, over time, one of the aliens eventually had had sex with an adult. And because they had sex with an adult, they're trapped here forever. <laughs> and that's I've heard that one. Yep. Yeah. Don, give me that one. That that, that one, uh, what, his name's Esteban? Esteban. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's an interesting thought on, an, on another level, too, is, is there possibly some half alien, half humans, because, I mean, the number one thing that I, I feel like, maybe it's just humans, but I feel like if there was an alien on this planet, you instantly would be like, yeah, I kind of want to fuck that thing and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I mean, worse. Yeah. Money, so. <laughs> I mean, I've probably, probably had a few in my day. You just, you know, the alcohol, it's all fuzzy. <laughs> but it is and again maybe that's human but i i feel like that's part of yeah. animal instinct is to there's a drive to reproduce uh not that every time you have sex you want to reproduce obviously but if it's is, an alien yeah uh, but presumably <laughs> the alien has the same drive right of yeah i want to fuck this thing and see what happens <laughs> uh, yeah I, what do you think those cattle mutilations are <laughs> you just cracked Pandora's box. Back. <laughs> that energy. <laughs> you, you think it did bad things to your camera? Imagine it inside of you. <laughs> Tempt me with a good time. Shoot. Yeah, God. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess it would be a tough to differentiate, like between a male and a female alien, presumably. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You might think you're going to be doing having the fun part. You might be on the receiving end of <laughs> some pain. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones I've been on. <laughs> 
Hey Jeff, Patrick Cutler here, the uh, official director of the best horror film planet Earth, Redgate. It was fun being on your show a while back, but mostly I wanted to say to you is uh, fuck the Tampa Bay Lightning. Go Penguins, go Penguins, go Pens, go. Especially fuck Kucherov. I hope you guys never win another Stanley Cup in the history of your life. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I hope to come on sometime soon. Uh, my, my partner ended up selling me out on the film, the guy with the fake alien image. Um, he's no longer with the Redgate Studios that we're working on, so we've got to come back on sometime and tell you about that story. It's pretty freaking wild. But uh, congratulations on your 100th episode of the your podcast there, man, and, and hopefully you have uh, many more uh, great episodes in the future. Thank you, Pat, and uh, Patrick Cutler will definitely be on an episode in the future. I do definitely want to talk to him. Someone's got a case at the definitely. Uh, I want to talk to him about his split with uh, Don, and uh, also I, I'll throw a link to the uh, Redgate movie. You can rent it, I think, for like two ninety five. Uh, I'll throw a link to that in the show notes as well. If you're into kind of a alien uh, horror documentary, mockumentary uh, kind of style movie, uh, it's interesting. It's got a twist in the end. Um, so, hey, we've been talking about highlights. Uh, I'm going to talk about some lowlights and also uh, lead into a highlight from the lowlight. I'll explain. So one of my personal things, I mentioned some episodes uh, have not been as fun for me, and that's because my personal physical condition, uh, meaning, uh, for example, I had a podcast with the hilarious Brad Goss. I had woken up a few hours before. I had thrown up. Uh, I did not want to cancel the interview because it was kind of an early in the morning one. Uh, I took my temperature, I believe, before the podcast, and it was 102.4. I took it afterwards. It was, you know, 104 something. Uh, I had the flu, good old-fashioned influenza. And, uh, you know, this is what I say, my Jordan flu game. And uh, I this is one of the few episodes. Generally, I don't really go through and edit the episodes much. Unless there's an audio issue, or uh, in this case, the audio issue was me hacking up a lung. Uh, I give myself credit. I did a great job of holding the coughing to between us talking. So a lot of times he'd finish talking. I would cough for 25 seconds, take a breath, and go back into it. Uh, He was a champ. Uh, because he had to deal with me coughing in his ears the entire time. Afterwards, I said, I'm so sorry. He said, hey, it's no problem. You're the one who has to edit it. Um, not not in a rude way by any stretch, by the way. Um, and I did. I had to go through and, and edit out the coughing, and uh, it took a while. So, you know, that, that episode, there, there may be a couple points where it seems disjointed, but that's truly my fault because... Uh, you know, unless you wanted to listen to a symphony of uh, coughing noises, uh, that's that's what you're going to get in that episode. Uh, and thankfully, I knocked that out, uh, really somehow kept my voice through that. Later in the day, my voice was shot. And uh, for probably three, four days after that, I could barely muster any words. Uh, so glad I got that in right at the beginning of my bout with uh, with the flu. Um, but one of the highlights from that episode was Brad, who is a rejected children's book author, uh, read me some options and read me one of his stories. Don't bathe with uncle Joe. And here's that. Here are your options. Mom plus dad plus Chad, your parents have formed a triad. We're not camping. Mom and dad lied. We're homeless. Cucumber Curtis can't come to dinner. Mom runs trains on the weekend with dad's friends. Don't bathe with Uncle Joe. Setting boundaries with adults. Race wars. Or child services. They're coming for you and your big sister too. Oof. Uh, 
I love the Uncle Joe one because my brother is uh, my my children's Uncle Joe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I probably need to go with that just to just to take a dig at him a little bit. <laughs> Uncle Joe got fired at work, he said, because his boss is a jerk. You heard the audio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uncle Joe has allegations. Mom and dad have reservations. Uncle Joe is staying here. Uncle Joe might offer you beer. <laughs> Careful not to take a sip. Roofies are what he might slip. <laughs> Uncle Joe likes having baths. Uncle Joe might touch your ass. Keep your distance from his hands, even when he makes demands. When in doubt, you can just say no and never bathe with Uncle Joe. Don't <laughs> bathe with Uncle Joe. That is, uh, that is fantastic. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, yeah. So a, a couple other lowlights I wanted to mention. I have two what I call lost podcasts. Uh, these are two of my biggest regrets. Um, the first one, well, they're both my fault. The first one was with uh, David Milanis, who came back on the podcast by himself, but it was with him and his wife, Cindy. And uh, she especially had a really touching story of her background. Um, I stupidly recorded that episode. Now, I don't remember if I recorded it or I moved it there to edit it for some reason. But for whatever reason, that file ended up on my work laptop. and. Because of Cindy's position with the company, uh, I had to, first of all, I had to edit something because there was an audio issue. Then it had to be sent to her compliance department. So I kind of just put it on hold for a bit. And then, of course, I quit my job, sent in my work computer, and couldn't find it anywhere and realized that must be where it is. Um, I'm just kind of assuming that because it's nowhere else to be found. Uh, so David did come on and do an episode later, uh, but obviously I regret uh, having wasted their time to talk to the two of them. Uh, that one was probably at least an hour. Um, I did another one that I also had scheduled and somehow apparently uh, deleted. So technically, this should be like episode 102 if those two episodes had come out. Um, I still don't know what happened with that second one. I know I had scheduled it to record on a Thursday. It wasn't my favorite episode. It was a pretty informative one, but not super, you know, funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's somehow I had scheduled it and deleted it from uh, from my anchor platform. It's not on my computer. Don't know if there's a way to dig it out of Zoom, but it was so many months ago and months before I realized, honestly, that it didn't actually come out. Um, that's just my mistake. This was, uh, I want to say this was last year. Uh, maybe it was early 2022. So it's a little stale at this point, even if I found it. Uh, so, heck, those are my two biggest regrets are recording episodes that did not get made. Uh, also, frankly, if we're talking about lowlights, I'm not going to say any names, but I've had several episodes that uh, the guests just didn't show up. Uh, a couple times they uh, sent me an email apologizing. A couple of those times we, re we rescheduled and they didn't show up a second time. Um, I'm not big on the no call, no shows, and especially not twice such a shitty thing to do because I kind of structure my whole day when I have a podcast to record. I need, you know, I know what needs to be done beforehand. Generally, I want to have a drink during, um, you know, it, it just, it messes up the whole thing. Plus, look, you're scheduling out podcasts and uh, going back to last year, frankly, 
I was recording episodes because I wanted to put an episode out to the day I was recording it. Um, so there's a lot of strain on someone when you just don't show up, uh, you know, so I, those, those are the, uh, exceptions to the rule. It's probably been five, one, one person I actually started recording an episode with got 10 minutes in, they had to take a phone call, disconnected, never came back on. So I'm not sure if he thought we just weren't vibing, uh, or, or what the case was, but, um, that's definitely a low light. I know every podcaster has been through that uh, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, also, you know, low lights. I say my solo episodes generally. Now, look, episode one, three, four, and seven were solo episodes, and those were kind of what I intended to do. Um, I did have some fun ideas and some things that I need to maybe get back to doing. I did. A couple episodes, I think 17 and 19, where I did uh, a segment called Inside the Notebook, which was a fun thing. I have taken a few months off doing stand-up because I really wanted to focus on playing Stuart in the movie. Uh, but now that I'm going to kind of get back into that a little bit, I, I'll probably revisit Inside the Notebook and start getting back to writing some, uh, some yuck-yucks. Um, and again, I think that's something I could do with certain guests and talk, talk through some things. Um, so that's something I want to get back to. Overall, though, I don't like doing the solo episodes. I much prefer talking to somebody. And look, here's the thing. Uh, I'm famously a narcissist. Not only... Uh, not <laughs> I had a date tell me that. My, my most recent date told me I was a narcissist. Uh, so... <laughs> I will, uh, I'll say this, me having a guest on doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about myself and tell my own stories. Uh, and I think that's what makes a best, the best podcast is that it's two people sharing stories, sharing ideas, uh, discussing topics. Obviously when, when you have specialized guests on, they're going to talk more if I'm trying to learn about a lot of this metaphysical stuff, but I know the feedback I get is the best episodes people like are ones where there's back and forth. Uh, I do want to shout out a couple things just as far as uh, highlights for the episode because I get asked this a lot. My most listened to episode is with episode 76 with David Weiss and me. It's also my most viewed video. I actually put the full podcast on YouTube. Uh, David Weiss is one of, if not the most prominent flat earther out there. He brings a large audience. So it's not really a surprise that uh, I still get frequent downloads and uh, views of that episode, uh, both from the podcast and on YouTube. Not really a surprise. Um, I wanted to have a flat earther on since the very beginning. I got a very significant one in, in the realm of flat earth. He didn't change my mind, by the way. But uh, was, you know, I found it an entertaining conversation. Um, so a lot of people ask me that. As far as uh, other episodes, the pilot episode still somehow gets a lot of listens, like even in the future. Um, as far as recent episodes, The Silly Couple and Me and Ralph Sutton and Me uh, are high flying. Also, Bob Ginsburg. Ken Arnold, actually, Sarah Jury, the teacher from OnlyFans. I was the first person to interview her, uh, which was somewhat uh, significant for me. Uh, she was kind of starting a media tour, and she upright said to me, I was her first place. And then afterwards, I said, hey, I'm, I, I hope this went well for your first time. I, she's like, yeah, I wanted to go on your podcast because I knew you, you were a nice person. Uh, and I, I thought it would go well. So, you know, was honored to uh, to do that. And then the older episode, Sam Talent uh, and me, Sam was the guest who I was super excited to have on. Uh, funny comedian and his book, uh, Running the Light, is outstanding. Uh, Frank King and me is still one of the higher rated episodes. Uh, and Calvin Smith and me, back in episode 35, I, he was one of, he wasn't the first, but he was one of the early on guys that 
talked about a lot of different abstract things like God <laughs> and uh, aliens and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and that episode honestly was the first time I remember seeing the ratings pop uh, a little bit for me. So uh, Calvin, I, I still talk to him and uh, he is, he's going to come back on at some point, maybe not in 2022, but at some point here. Uh, also, uh, Wajida Hassan, uh, who has, I think, the second most views of full podcast episodes on YouTube. Um, uh, I've, I've been in talks uh, with him about coming back on as well. I also want to shout out, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss some here, but podcasts that I have been on. Uh, recently, I was on Banana Mode. Um, that was fun. Um, the episode's called Airing Out Podcast Laundry with Jeff Macalino. I was on the Clockwork Junkie podcast, which I think I had seen had over 20,000 views on YouTube. That was just back on September 5th. Um, don't Watch Sober. We watched the movie Naked together. Uh, that sounds weird. The movie's title was Naked. <laughs> I virtually watched the movie with these two ladies. Don't Watch Sober. Funny podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I was on Amigos PC. Uh, I think that was January. It came out. I think we recorded it before then. Mark Anderson, one of the co-hosts, he was on one of the episodes of my podcast. Uh, between the before and after I mentioned with uh, John McClernan. Where's our participation trophy? I co-hosted an episode with Dana Pereira who was a fun guest on my podcast. It was called That Trophy Wife Life back then. Uh, and then podcasts that don't exist anymore, Drunk Boy's Basement, The Bunker List. Um, there's another couple out there. Um, I was just looking at my Podchaser credits, honestly. I know there's more that I've been on. The Tuttle Daily Podcast, I think that was the first podcast I ever guested on. Uh, so thank you all as well for having me on your shows. Um, a lot of them kind of swap casts or whatever you call it, where we've been on each other's podcasts. And uh, Mike Salitro, he's not on here on Podchaser, but I know I was on his. I think his is called 12 Questions, 30 Minutes uh, with Mike Salitro. He was also a guest on my podcast, episode 30, I believe. Um, look, folks, I, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I am eternally grateful for everyone who's listened to this episode or to any episode. Um, I started this really, again, if, as a means to an end. Uh, I wanted to write screenplays. Uh, dark comedy was kind of the realm, and I've said it a million times on the podcast. It kept coming out dark with not a lot of comedy. And uh, so many comedians... Doug Stanhope being the, the one I mentioned most, I've, I reached out to and they gave me advice. And uh, many of them said, uh, do stand up and start a podcast. It'll help you find your voice. And uh, honestly, the podcasting has been rewarding beyond any imaginable belief for me. Um, not only the growth I felt as far as finding my voice, meeting all of these wonderful people, having such fascinating conversations, learning a lot of stuff about a lot of different topics. It's all been just a whirlwind. Um, it's, you know, significant to me. Uh, and I hope you've been able to enjoy it, especially those of you who've listened from very early on to see me grow. Um, you've been with me through, you know, I don't know that I made it real public when I, I quit my job and tried to commit full time to doing this stuff. Uh, you've been with me through a rough patch uh, not not that long ago where I admitted I was I was battling through it. And there was one episode in particular uh, oddly enough, where I was talking to Tim McCarthy about mental health, where I listened to it uh, after the fact, and I realized I'm not really myself. I need to, I need to, uh, <laughs> need to figure this out. Uh, and look, you've seen me uh, also, you know, grow as a person, and also grow professionally, getting 
you know, booking my first uh, feature film uh, in a lead role at that. And uh, I remember I got the call from Rod Grant, the director and star of Women Want Everything uh, and writer and producer. <laughs> but I got the call from him, I think, less than an hour before my podcast with Bob Ginsburg, uh, episode 84. And uh, before I recorded that episode with him and I was through the roof and uh, yeah, Bob was, uh, <laughs> I told him beforehand and he was super excited and this is someone who's never met me before in my entire life we just exchanged a few messages um and uh it meant a lot to me and look it, you know it's it's been the whole god one and a half years has been uh just a special time for me um you know, I got to, uh, for those local in, in Tampa Bay, me and my three co-stars, co-leads, whatever you want to call it, we were just uh, in studio doing an interview on the Johnny B show on The Bone. Um, you know, I didn't picture myself having as much success, uh, in certainly not as far as acting and podcast. I, I never expected to be one of the top one and a half percent of global podcasts. Um, that seems crazy to me. It's special to be in the top one and a half percent of anything uh, globally, you know? Uh, and yeah, that doesn't mean that millions of people listen to my podcasts. It means, you know, a thousand plus usually uh, per week. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's special that... Uh, I have measurable results to show and it really does mean a lot to anyone who has liked a post, retweeted something, uh, commented, <laughs> given give me a rating on Apple podcasts. Last I had checked, I was at 150 or some, maybe slightly above that, uh, on Spotify. I think I was over 300 ratings. Um, on IMDb, I'm one of the few comedy podcasts that still has a 10-star rating. Uh, I, I, you know, all of those little things mean so much to me, and I'm appreciative to all of you who have done that or subscribed to the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, I can't say enough. So this was a celebration of episode 100. I hope the next 100 are even better than the first. Uh, thank you all for listening. Boom, it's over.